All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And we're off on another uh, thrilling edition of the podcast that uh, we call Barn Burner. How are we, everyone? It's uh, it's Boomer along with Warner and Pinder in our uh, respective studios, but yet it's still the Tower Chrysler studio. That's right. Tower yeah. Chrysler. Consumer Choice Award winner, Calgary's favorite Chrysler Dodge dealer, 10901 McLeod Trail South, towerchrysler.com. Been telling you all week. This is the week to go uh, if, you're, if you're in the market, you know, maybe even if you're not. This might be enough just to entice you to buy a new vehicle this week. Anyone who buys a new vehicle, a used vehicle, you buy a vehicle from Tower, you're going to be entered to win a $350 gift card to the Nordic Spa in Kananaskis in time for Mother's Day, which Ooh. is this weekend, which we will deal with uh, in a little bit. So there you go, Tower Chrysler. Uh, again, good people trying to, trying to do what they can to get you into a Tower vehicle over on uh, on McLeod Trail. The, I didn't realize, I think we've talked about this, the, uh, the health benefits of the cold plunge, the cold bath, the cold shower. Rhett's a huge cold plunge guy. plunge. I'm doing it for decades, Dean. Decades. Who's the guy? Yeah, probably who's, decades. Who's the, who's the guru? It's like Hans or something like that? I used to get in a cold tub when I played in Buffalo. Oh. <sighs> Those, you, you go to Stampeder practice, oh, they've got yeah, all the, basically the big Rubbermaid tubs full sitting outside and the guys, big old linemen come, oh, boosh, down into these things. I don't know how they do it, but apparently 
Uh, health benefits. Is that what we're led to believe? So that's what does correct, it do? Yeah. It shocks your system, makes you... Um, it's that blood flow going, Dino. Shit. Let's go. A lot of blood is flow. Expand and contract all those Get arteries, right? A massive dopamine uh, oh, yeah. release. Very, very good for it. Gets rid of the white like fat. Gets rid yeah. of the... The bad fat and keeps the good fat. Right. Why are we talking about gotcha. this? Uh, well, the Nordic Spa. Gotcha. Nordic Spa in Kananaskis. I feel like you're uh, more of a hot tub or a hot spa kind of guy. Are you going to go in the cold when you get out there? I'm, I have not made it a practice. Um, I'll, I'll maybe do it now because I'm being led to believe this is just the greatest thing ever. So you could, you know what? Really you want a cold? You want a cold plunge? Just drive down over to my house, hop off the dock, mm-hmm. and you'll get your you get a little chill for you. Okay, it'll be good. I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind. I don't need a cold plunge, but I do have a cold. Thanks to uh, where'd you get that? Some, I'm guessing it's some asshat. Hello, feeling sheepish here. Hi, hi, Dean. How are you feeling today? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, real good, Ryan. You look at least really good. you know it's okay. Yeah. How? I feel bad that I'm not in studio because it's always good to see Jack when we get in in the morning. Oh, no, Jack's also uh, not. Uh, he's not feeling so well. He's, oh, is Jack? Uh, oh boy, sorry. Um, he's not feeling tip top. Jack's also at home. Oh. So both guys. But hey, is there anything you want to, to say, Ryan? Well, I just, you know, anything I've you want to say? I've been working with Rat for about 10 years and he just talked about toughing it out, playing hurt and, you know, doing what's best for the team. Yeah. Again, no matter sorry. what, always very sorry. Always do it. No, it's great. It's uh, it's real good. We are uh we're going to have a guest coming up uh in a little bit. We're going to talk to Can uh, we make Nick covid Oliver, jokes yet or is it uh, still too soon? You can make them. Some people will laugh, is... some won't. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave. You think it I got COVID? No, I'm not going to talk about it. I just. You... Yeah, that's a good idea. Probably I mean, if those idea. COVID tests uh, Nick Alberga work, coming on. He yeah. with the, uh, yeah, Leafs Nation. We'll move on. Um, he is. Is he still in Vegas? I don't think really he got back. Find out what he's doing, but biggest there. game of the season, biggest game of their lives for the Toronto Maple Leafs as they take on the Florida Panthers. Facing elimination once again. So the question uh, is. Elimination game for the core four. Is that what they are yeah. in Toronto? The core four. Is that what we've got? Were they dogs the whole series? The question is. Yeah. Or did they just said, have a disappearing game three after really good games one and two where Bobrovsky was upside down? Kind of want to be at your best when the stakes are the highest, right? That's the shame. Of it you're all. promoting these mm-hmm. guys too much, I think, Pinder. I think they've been horseshit. Nylander had they wanted to. Awesome. Yeah, Bobrowski, your job is to get the puck in the net, core four. Do your job. I don't want to hear any excuses. We've had that for 19 years. Finally, they start to produce. I was going to go to the game Friday night, but they're going to get beat tonight, so I won't be able to. Like, come on. Produce. That's quite a weekend you could put together. If you got to go to Leafs, Panteros, and what, Jays as well? Is it, can we make it a double dip? This is Rhett's Damn zipping right. around all of a sudden here, Dino. Very sportsy. Big sporter. Big sports fan. Yeah, huge sports fan. Uh, game fours last night. 
between uh, we had Devils and Carolina and mm. Kraken and Stars and all that going on last night. Um, lopsided games, lopsided games. We'll get into it, but there you see it. The Stars even things up with a uh, with a big win, six to three against the Kraken and Carolina. Stranglehold is what they've Ooh. got now. They've got a stranglehold after a six-one. Um, so six-one and six-three. Earlier games in this series have also been lopsided. Pretty much, has every game in that Canes Devil series been a blowout? Yep. Yep. It was what five-one, six-one, eight-four, six-one. Like it's not been. We haven't seen a close game now. No, it's weird. It's been a weird second round. Like and you that. know. Rhett, I'd like to... I did something for you. If not oh. for you, then something I'd like to uh, just get your thoughts on. Uh, I was watching... I went watched some of the games and then get up this morning. You watch the uh, the recaps and all that and just a, f- a few things standing out. And I guess when you have nine goals and seven goals, it's a lot of goals. There's a lot of things happening. But uh, I put together a little montage here that I'd like to play for you. You as a defenseman, I would oh, just boy. like you to kind of watch here and... We can play this, Alex. Just watching, I'm just curious your thoughts on some of the defensive plays that we saw last night. Again, it's the NHL. It's the playoffs. This is when the games are, uh, things really tighten up, right? It's when things really start to, you buckle down. Scoring chances are at a premium. You just can't, uh, protecting the puck at all costs. You never turn it over. No ad man. Watch Nashos. Dougie. Watch Dougie. Look in the middle of the ice. Look at Dougie oh. Hamilton here. I think I play it for you again, and I slow it down because Dougie's great. So here he is. There's Dougie across the blue line. He's got the stick out there. Stick out there. Oh. Watch this hit. Oh, devastating! Massive check on poor Dougie, and it continues. Again, zip. it's count the it's count the body checks for this video montage. Uh, the count I think is maybe one if you count that one from Dougie. It was on Dougie, the poor receiving end of it. Jeez. I know. Yeah, poor Dougie. It was inadvertent, I would say. Yeah, a collision maybe. Now, there is a check coming up here. Watch this one. Huge hit there. Huge hit, except Hughes has dropped his stick, so he slows down to pick it up, and now it's in his net. Luke Hughes, tough day. Luke Hughes did have a tough tough day. day. Oh, a few here. Look at this. Oh, so that that was the first game. Now it's just, I know it's a power play, but I just wonder, is it, is it supposed to be this easy to gain the zone all the time? Again, find a body check if you could anywhere. The defensive, Can I interrupt you this there? Is, I don't even know. I don't know if it even requires a body check. Just a no. get close to someone and check them. Mark your man. There's one. There's one right yeah. there. But... Uh, the winger is nowhere to be found on the uh, on the point man who just walks right in. Look oh. at the, this is from la- this is two games last night. Hints causes the turnover bag. He's what are we watching retro? You are watching the culmination of probably fifteen years of coaching, where the emphasis has been put on. Skill development, skill development, skill development, which is great. The kids have Alex never been more skilled, ever. What was that? Did I hear something? Yeah, that's anyway, no, where the kids have yeah. nev- never been more skilled, but as a defenseman, they've never been taught that actually 
playing defense is important. And Rhett still doesn't have a damn job in this league. What the hell's happening? And I here, still people? don't can't find a job. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, Ryan? I've been labeled as a stay-at-home defenseman hmm. and because of the new coaching. That just we can't have that. That's not part of the game anymore. That's uh, old fart stuff. One so of the other things is what Daryl said, and we kind of laughed about it, which is, you know, oh, 10 years ago, you get a two-goal lead, you sit back, you know, you dump it in, you, you trap. Uh, that was 10 years ago. Today, you look for the next goal. And, and I think that's part of it, too, that uh, those tighter games were almost uh, a result of a philosophy. Okay, we're up two. Let's get it deep and grind. Whereas now, it's like, no, keep flooring it. Like, how many games have got to six goals in this series? It's unbelievable. Uh, like, we're talking almost every game we've seen in the second round, the two teams have combined for a huge number of goals here. This is uncanny. It is unique. It's, as, it's unique yeah, because okay. the other thing that, you know, the, the scoring is phenomenal and it's great for, well, when it's 6-1, I don't know how exciting it is. And the skill level of the players is phenomenal. But the goalies are better than they used to be. How in the hell are they allowing six? Well, and they aren't this round, I would suggest. I think Bobrovsky's been great, but Ottinger's looked very ordinary at times. I mean, I don't think either Vegas nor Edmonton has been thrilled with their goaltending through three games so far. Carolina. I Freddie mean, in Anderson general. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I agree with you in general, but you I think I mean? what we've seen for two weeks yeah. hasn't been good goaltending, to be fair, outside of Bobrovsky. Yeah, okay. I, and that I get that, and I and that can happen. It's just odd to think. Yes, the players have improved in skill, but I'll be damned if the goaltenders are worse, right? Like, yeah, like they're not worse. They may be playing not as good as they can, but they're certainly not worse. So it's crazy to think either these players are so good. And when Drysital scored that one, kind of from the the crease. In that first game, I think it was against Vegas, where they gave it to me, just kind of faked a pass out front and put it off the goalie's back, kind of in that top short side corner. Maybe that is too good <laughs> in a way, right? Like, what the hell is a goalie supposed to do? Take away yeah. every squeeze. Like, if if I can't leave this much space open, sorry, that I'm doing my best. Doing my best. Do fans want it this way or do they want it the old way? If you probably were to ask them, would they rather have six one six three? Which or... team are, are you? Were you cheering for Carolina or Jersey? Well, and think yeah. do we have a five four? Like I'd like the final period yeah. to matter. That's what we're missing here. There's that's lots of action. The, we're just missing the, the. Ooh, it's tense. Like the the, the Toronto yes. Florida series has been really tight the whole way. They're all one goal games. Four two in game one. There might have been an empty netter there, but like all these others, it's like. Where's the late drama? Like, if someone's pulling their goalie, they're down three with three minutes left. That ain't it. That, that's what we're missing. So, like, of course, we're get, we want to be selfish. It's, we want all the goals, and we want it to be close. But, yeah, there, there haven't been a lot of nerve-wracking games. Two have gone to overtime. They're both in that uh, Florida-Toronto series. Speaking of Florida-Toronto series. Go ahead. Dude. No, you finish up. Go ahead. When I envision playoff hockey, it's what Pinder was saying. I don't, I don't, uh, so if you want my answer, I would rather a 2-1 because it's like baseball. I want that pitch to matter in the playoffs. I want 
every shift to matter in the playoffs. I want to be on the edge of my seat. I don't want to be nodding off in the third period going, well, what the hell difference does it make? I might as well go to bed. Like, I wonder what those teams after watching, because that's just the highlights from last night. If you're the either, either side, because there was breakdowns, if you're going through tape, where do you start with any of those teams after what we, after those breakdowns? Burn it. That's it's a good place. It's, yeah. it's it's almost too late. You, there's no way if the if the coaches and the are trying to now implement a defensive system <laughs> and they've allowed that type of play all year, it's too late. Like start scoring again because that's the only way you're you're clearly not capable of doing a shutdown system. So I'm looking at the numbers here. So as I was saying, Leafs and – shut up, Pinder. Leafs and uh, the Florida Panthers tonight. The uh, the Leafs have to win. I think when you're down 3 nothing, you have to win. Oh, Our next God. guest will uh, will confirm or deny that for us. Is uh, from, from Leafs Nation, of course, he and Jay Rosehill – uh, we're, it's uh, everyone's doing it. All the cool kids are doing it. It's all about podcasts, and uh, he joins us now from his palatial uh, his palatial estate in uh, ah the mirrors. S- what suburban? Yeah. Uh, what where are we? Are we in uh, not nah, downtown I, Toronto? Downtown, downtown baby. Place. Liberty. We go Village. to the six. Yeah, Nick Alberga joins us. Nick, what's going on, buddy? Good to talk to you. Uh, great to be on with you guys. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Just uh, coming off a uh, three-day trip in uh, Sin City, so uh, I'm trying to catch up a bit here. You shouldn't be feeling I good. Saw you were down yeah. there. What were you? Uh, the hell, yeah. What were you doing? Uh, just a couple things here and there. I do some stuff with uh, Veasan, like the sports betting uh, network out there. So I sort of did like a car wash, guested on a bunch of their shows, promoted the Nation Network and Leafs Nation, and I thought it was a win-win for everybody involved and. Unfortunately, I stayed in my hotel room on Sunday night, well, Sunday afternoon there, and watched the shit show of a hockey game. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I've been, we've been kind of kicking it around, and I guess you would be well-equipped to answer. All of the kind of the, the, the good feelings and whatever, whatever was gained from that round one win for whether it's Dubas or Key, for the, the core four, for everybody, is it all gone if they don't win this series, if they do not come back and win it in seven, did they lose any of that positive momentum that they got from a round one win? Well, firstly, I would. it makes it worse in my world. Like, if they get swept, like, what was the whole point of 19 years? What was the whole point of going out on King Street West and people celebrating and going crazy? And, you know, I said this almost sheepishly after they won that series with Rosie, who tended to agree, like, I thought we sort of lost sight of the fact that you're trying to win a Stanley Cup and not a playoff round. And to get in this position, you know, a week and a half after you win your playoff series or your first playoff series in 19 years is is quite remarkable. But I think Florida deserves a lot of credit, first and foremost. They played really, really well. But we've seen a lot of this in the past, you know, in, in this in this era of Kyle Dubas and Matthews and Marner and Nylander where they just can't show up when it matters most. And it seems like the game's just too big for them. Like, that's what I saw on Sunday and it was so flabbergasting in many ways because the Leafs by far I thought were the better team in game one and two of the series but they got goalied and and that happens from time to time but like they played like a buried team unless they're at elbow room all Saturday night who knows it could be Rhett you've been in that scenario right where you focus (laughs) so much on one particular series (laughs) yes the elbow room and now listen you 
You can check the webcam at the Elbow Room. Go back, take a peek, and see if you can find the boys. It's possible. Imagine, imagine we find them. Willie Nylander's strutting out at 3 a.m. Willie Nylander's strutting out before the game. (laughs) Can you can you see some of that retro? How obviously it sounds silly, but there was so much focus on get out of the first round. You can't get out of the first round. I can see it from a you blow your load. no, I only see it from a fan's perspective. It's you know think about this: it, it, the Flames hadn't won in Anaheim for twenty f and years or whatever it was. Every year, it's a different team. It's irrelevant. The 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 the, the two thousand seven Toronto Leafs, Maple Leafs, have f all to do with this year's version. So to say that it, their focus was that now, a lot of these guys have been around and had some tough losses, but you would think. That overcoming that uh, and having that weight on your shoulder, once it was lifted, now would be, oh, holy shit, now we got it. Let's go. It shouldn't be a, huh, that was fun. What's next? It's not a distracted time. If you're a group of guys that want to accomplish something and go down in the history books and become one of the greatest teams that in Toronto Maple Leafs history, you don't stop playing after after game or after winning a series, no way. Look at look at look at the uh, the team they're against. They overcome the adversity. You come back from a three-one deficit against the best team ever in the regular season. They found the game and they're building on it. Something's wrong in the dressing room in Toronto. It has to be right. Like I, I just uh, the curious thing for me is like how many head coaches are you going to go through? Like at some point in time, the onus is on the players and. I think, you know, who knows what will transpire if they lose tonight. Obviously, there's going to be change. There's always scapegoats in professional sports. But, like, I think the last card to play is, is not blowing it up but making a monumental deal. Like, everybody always likes to bring up the Kawhi trade. That's unfair. Different league, different opportunity, different time. I think you have to blow it up um, in, in the respect to looking at a guy like Marner or Nylander. Obviously, the big-time conversations guys are going to come this summer, too, when it comes to Austin Matthews, one year away from UFA. But... That's the most logical move to me. I know somebody's probably going to lose their job in this scenario, but the fact that you've been in this position time in and time out, and Red, I agree with you. Like, How do you go through the the war, if you will, for lack of a better term, of a six-game series against a team that's been to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals, and then you show up and you play really, really well in game one. Bobrovsky plays well. Game two, you play unbelievable. You lose that game, and that's how you come out. The core four, the the star players of this franchise make all the money, and that's how you come out for arguably the biggest game of your career. It, it's 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 alarming. <laughs> that that's being nice about it. Yeah, I'm with you, Nick. Like it's it's well, not that they haven't performed well. It's just that you get goaled into, and so now the biggest game of the year, you got to show up, and that's when they haven't. I feel like sometimes you can look at oh they got no points here, but it wasn't like they didn't play well in game one and two. I'm more fascinated about what 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 remains here at the end of the series because you know the the likelihood they win four in a row is extremely low uh like the gm's contracts up and like the cap ain't going nowhere this year the year after it looks like it's gonna take a huge jump but how do you approach a a matthew situation with a no move how do you you know like is it time to say these four can't work together we need to turn them into a goalie or a defenseman that we can trust to be healthy and play big minutes it's it, Pinder. I mean, it's past that time. I've been saying this for a couple of years and everybody thinks I'm Mr. Negative Nancy in the Toronto market and whatever. Like, I'm just doing my job. And I think I felt this way for a long period of time that they don't have it in them to, to get the job done. And I think they've proved me right 
time and time again, with exception of winning that first round series where Tampa was the better team and the puck luck finally went their way. So I don't think, you know, this core four can win together. And I think ultimately that question will be asked in the off season. But again, there's so many moving parts and you mentioned Kyle Dubas. Like, what does he ultimately want to do? Like there's a, there's a reason why he's been linked to that president's job in Pittsburgh for like two months now. And then Burke's gone. Like, there's a lot of moving parts, so I think when this thing and this job is complete for Florida, I, I agree with you. Like It's going to happen at some point in time. I mean, stats are stats, and the fact that only four teams have done it in NHL history just tells you what you need to know. So who knows? But I think there's got to be sort of a domino effect. Uh, what are we doing with our GM? What are we doing with our head coach? Is Brendan Shanahan in play? Like All those questions will be asked, and I'm sure we'll have Frank Saravalli on our show, and we'll break it all down. But then after that, it's sort of fascinating to me because you have to instill a game plan. Like, what are we doing next? If it's not Dubis, who are we bringing in? And then, oh, yeah, you have to have some big-time negotiations in the summer and conversations with the likes of Nylander and, uh, and Austin Matthews. And I think to answer your question about Matthews, it's pretty, you know, plain and simple. And I don't have to be the first to tell you guys how these conversations go, right? Like, and, and painting yourself in a bad picture. But if Austin Matthews doesn't give you the belief or the signing on the dotted line right away that he's doing it, then I'm sorry, man. You go nuclear. You have to do it. There is no way in my world, I don't care which team you are, you enter a walk here with Austin Matthews on your roster unsigned. I think you're playing the wrong way. Has Dubas, in your opinion, done enough to help the team? It's weird because you you watch a lot of situations where maybe a team is falling short of expectations, and a lot of times the general manager, the management take a lot of the shit. It feels like here, at least from a long ways away, that the fans, it's less about Dubas and it's more about the players themselves that they've brought in. They've tried to add veterans. They've tried to add guys here and there. They bring in defense. It feels like in a lot of ways that Dubas and the management have really tried to come at this different ways. Is it, are, are the, who are the fans looking to, looking to hammer here? Uh, everybody. And then me um, after that. No, <laughs> I, I think your, your breakdown is, is so accurate. Like, you know, I should preface by saying I have not been the biggest fact uh, fan, I should say, of Kyle Dubas. Having said that, what else is the guy going to do? I mean, he brought in like Ryan O'Reilly, the 2019 Consumite Trophy winner. Love the Nola Chari pickup. Luke Shen's been fantastic. I mean, honestly, I think he's been their best defenseman pound for pound in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Look at what he's done with Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley was terrible this year. You throw Luke Shen with him and he's doing exactly what he did with Quinn Hughes in Vancouver. So... I think Dubas deserves a lot of credit uh, for, for thinking outside the box and manipulating the roster and Brandon Pridham, their capologist, has done a great job. At the end of the day, and Rhett, and, and you'll know this, and you guys will know this, Like it comes down to the players. It comes down to the core four. Can you show up when it matters most? And ultimately, I get it. Kyle Dubas put these guys together, but when push comes to shove, it's, it's just so easy to use the coach and the GM as a scapegoat. But, I mean, you look at this situation, you got to step up here, boys. Is there any discussion? We talked about it. I brought it up the other day because I was thinking about Austin Matthews and what's going on. And my take or thoughts on it were unique what, what, path into the NHL. Well, I don't know. I've not done a bunch of homework on it, but played in cross ice hockey in Phoenix, blah, blah, blah. Goes over to Switzerland, plays over there. Oh, yeah, that's great. Hard league, this and that. But I said, is there something missing from his game that would have been learned from playing like a junior hockey or a USHL or, a, or something of that matter where you had to be the go-to guy in those 
playoff type situations. Did he miss that that learning? Or is that ever discussed? Is it something that's reasonable to think about, or is it completely out to lunch? I don't think so. Um, honestly, I think we don't make enough of this in media. It is hard to win in this league, in pro sports in general. And I always like to bring up the name Steven Stamkos. For the first 11 years of his career, he was a notorious loser. People are like, oh, that guy can't win when it matters most. And now look at Steven Stamkos, right? So who's to say a guy like Mitch Marner doesn't get dealt or Matthews goes elsewhere and they find a way to get the job done? You know, not that I'm giving this team a pass and this organization a pass because every year it's the same old dog shit story with this team. But, like, I do believe that it takes time to learn how to win. Some players never win, right? And I just think it's so, so difficult to win in this league. And we we don't put enough stock in that. I don't think there's anything that could have changed in Matthews' upbringing, man. Like, the guy's a stud. He's an absolute superstar. When he's playing his game, look at last year at 60 and 73 top three, top four player in the league period, right? Like he's just been off this season. But I just think it's so difficult because you look around this league, we're even having this conversation. I know Edmonton's down 2-1 to Vegas. What has McDavid won? What has Drysaddle won? I just think it's so hard to win in this league that I'm always I'm always careful that I, I, I don't talk down that narrative because you even look at an Alex Ovechkin. Look how long it, it took him to win a cup, right? So I just think it's so hard to win in this league. Tough tournament, right? Like Ovi's been through the second round once. Yeah. Got his cup. Good thing he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again only went through the second round once, if I'm correct. That's wild, and I get it a long time here, and there's some bad teams no, he was married he, to. Because he went in Boston to the semis as well. Anyway, not okay, a lot. So twice. And then uh, Nathan McKinnon once. That's a really good young team, but they, they ran into their tro- troubles in round two. And like if, if Connor and Leon don't get through Vegas, once for those two as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 32 teams all of a sudden, it's tough to win a cup. <laughs> well, the thing that gets me, you know, it, it is. And, and the thing that gets me, too, is, like, people every year, like, in this market, I don't know if it's the same there, but with the c- current configuration of the playoffs, like, oh, they always have to play Tampa. But last time I checked, I was the Leafs radio host for a couple of years during a world pandemic. They lost to Columbus. Yeah. They lost to the Montreal Canadiens. I was around when they lost to the Boston Bruins. It's not like they're just doing it to an elite team like Tampa. So they finally get over that hurdle. Now you're playing a Florida team. Utter buffoonery by the fans saying, we want Florida. Like, do you not watch the game at all? Maybe they're they're lost or something. Or don't watch the rest of the league. Because the Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. And they got your guy, Matthew Kachuk, right? Like, it just, I don't know. It's just befuddling that we're having this conversation the last couple of days. It's been very down on Leafs morning take. But it is what it is. Like, I, I can't say it wasn't prepared for this type of rodeo in the Stanley Cup playoffs because we've seen this so many times from the Toronto Maple Leafs. They, they pull you in. like they, they pull everybody in in round one. They win in six games. They get the puck luck, three OT victories. People start to get that feeling, and this is what happens to you. <laughs> of that group, the core four, Riley, Nylander, Matthews, Marner. In your opinion, Tavares. who who does yeah. – and well, I guess yeah, Tavares – who deserves the the least amount of shit? Who's more or less, at least to to a certain level, lived up to their expectation or has done the most that you can expect that they could? There's always more, but who's yeah. maybe being you know lumped in with that group maybe a little unfairly? Well, uh, so a lot of fifth. I, I know you're asking about the core four and those four forwards. Like I think Morgan Riley got a lot of heat in the regular season. He's really really stepped up. So of those four forwards, I honestly feel like it's William Nylander. And, and at times, like, 
it feels and it seems like he's not there mentally for some reason. Usually happens in the regular season. From what I recall, the last couple postseasons, the Montreal one, the Columbus one, he always seems to get some points and pick up some goals and, and be an effective player and make a difference in a hockey game. I can't say the same, especially in this Stanley Cup playoffs. Like John Tavares has been a ghost for the most part, which is uh, really, really unfortunate. He had a pretty decent bounce back season. And then you get to the Marner and Matthews conversation. Like they put up their points, but I think there are so many ways to impact a winning hockey game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's not all about the offense and just the perimeter plays. Like the big thing for me has been, uh, you know, puck management and how poor it's been from this team. Like they literally play like me in beer league hockey where it's like they're flying the zone. Um, I honestly think like simple hockey wins this year. And from the Maple Leafs perspective, look across the ice, look at the pride, look at the belief. Uh, Florida's not a, not afraid to go into dirty areas. And of course, you know who starts all that, but they have like Radko Gudis. Like they have other guys who will play that physical game. And I think you look at the Maple Leafs perspective, they're trying to dipsy doodle at the blue line, like put the puck off the glass, the old good Branson special. Like I love that, man. Just get the puck out, ring it around the boards. And do your thing and, and, and use your speed and, and your hands in the neutral zone. But they, again, it doesn't matter who the coach is, who the assistants are. It's always the same uh, song and dance. And, and that's why they find themselves in this position. What's the score in this series if you Off switch goalies? Right, right retro. Right? Off the glass and out. Wow. If you switch goalies? Yeah. Alex Lyon, you mean? Well, no, I mean the one that's, you know, five goals above <laughs> expected, Bobrovsky saved in games one. I mean, I'm just like. I understand Bobrov- all we're saying. If Bobrovsky's in the Leafs net is what you're saying. Yeah, if you have Bobrovsky, oh. a Leaf, and Samsonov at the other end, and then Wool for game three. like Are they up 3-0? Because everything we've said, I think, is very true, and yet at the end of the day, this fucking sport is so cruel. If you just don't get goaltending or do, it's like, sorry, changes everything. Yeah, and that's the flaw. Again, I don't want to get into this analytics eye test debate. Like I'll do it until I'm blue in the face, but like that's the, the flaw in analytics. Like There's... There's no oomph. Like, I don't know how to put it. Like, heart, determination, relentless list. Like, you, you look at the least play last game, and I'm like, man, like, it just makes no sense. Like, do you guys want this? Like, do you not wake up every day and say, I want to fucking hoist that Stanley Cup. I want my party in the summer. Like, maybe we're wound differently, guys. Maybe we're, we're of a different generation and a motivation. But, like, that's the thing that gets me and Rosie. And Rosie fought in this league. He played in this league. He knows how special it is to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. We're a player in the NHL period. Like, we have Luke Shen on quite a bit. Buddies with Rosie. Same story. Like you can see and tell the guys who care and they don't know if they're going to be out there for their next shift, but they're going to go balls to the wall. And that's what is so alarming. I don't know what motivates these guys, how to motivate these guys, whether it's Mike Babcock or Sheldon Keefe now or any assistant coach or a GM. It's just so puzzling that they can't get the most of these guys when it matter most. And I don't know, just the motivation has to be off, right? You shouldn't have to motivate at all as a coach come no. playoff time. Not at no. all. Put the lineup up and, and see, you guys figure it out. Yeah, and to me, if you are one of those guys where it's like, yeah, I want the cup party. I want to win this thing. It would have yeah. to just grind your box when you're looking down the bench at somebody who doesn't give a shit or who isn't up yeah. to – doesn't even, even if it's not your intensity level. It's guys – You'd be more pissed off at your own guys than you would be against than the other team, I would think, half the time. Yeah. You know what drives me nuts, too? And I know this is old school, and right, right when you were in the league, it happened a lot. Like, I loved when coaches called out players in the media, man. They never do it anymore. It's like, man, you want to piss off a guy? These guys are all over social media. Call him out. Tell him he was shit to the media. What is he going to do? I found it odd this year. Like, in Calgary, it happened. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think Daryl is easy to play for, and I know he's a prick, but he seemed to be okay at his job last year, and now all of a sudden he's an old fossil and can't coach. <laughs> Different. Uh, and now guys aren't – in the old days, there's not a player that would have said the things that they've said since Daryl's been fired. You'd have said, yeah, maybe it was time for change, and that would be about as far as it goes. Now, it's great for media to get better quotes, and it's more interesting yeah. and this and that, but I think it it, it happened in Winnipeg where uh, – oh, my God. Yeah. Coach calls, says Bonus. the team's horseshit, Bonus. and then yeah. – uh, yeah, Wheeler comes back and says, well, the coach is an idiot for talking that way in the media, and he shouldn't have said that. What I'm getting at is that it does seem like now, players, that 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 line between you don't question the coach and uh, and the players just are supposed to play for the coach, it's gone. It feels yeah. like the coach is afraid to question the players or call them mm-hmm. out, and if he does, the players have no issue saying, yeah, well, Fuck you. I won't play for you. What's yeah. interesting That's is fine. Yeah. We know who's going to leave first. Not me. Well, and so, well, it, it, you know, that, that's a go ahead. Pinner. Yeah. yeah. I just a real quick. Like, I think we're moving towards that era of a different style of coach. If we're not fully already moved into it, but it's funny that the, the players coach like John Cooper was actually the guy that kind of called his guys out a bit this year. Right. But he's established yeah, but he, that over years and yeah. years, and they've had three Stanley Cup or finals or in a row, right? Like it's that's uh, a winning room. He's, yeah. he's probably feeling feeling fairly confident mm-hmm. in his, you know, yeah. situation in Tampa. Yeah, he's got he's got a bit of a leash, but you know, it, you know, I was having this conversation actually in Vegas. I was at a watch party at Stadium Swim the other day and Ooh. talking to a couple of fans, and you know, I just said in general like the motivating factors for human beings like in this league it's changed so much where it's like you have one good season off your rookie year and you get paid you know your dreams like your life is set up your kids lives are set up there is no like it's not like the old school days where guys like 30 finally hits ufa and finally gets the ticket right yeah and i think that goes along with what i'm saying about motivation like what are these guys waking up every day to do? Like, what's what's your internal passion? Like, if it's not the Stanley Cup, is it Warzone? Is it video games? Like, and, and that's the puzzling thing for me, honestly, in this conversation is like, what drives you? Like, I don't know about you guys. When I wake up every day, I question what drives me, what I want to accomplish today. I just, I watch this team sometimes and I'm like, are you even there? Like, are you on Snapchat for half the game or on the tab? I would take the tablets completely away, man. That, that drives me nuts, too. That's all I do. They get back to the bench. Oh, shit. What did I do wrong? It's like, play the game. We went through that here. Not some of the, just, you think you finally have the, have the team figured out. Okay, mm-hmm. here you go. So you beat a, you beat a really good team. You beat a really good team. All right, you're on a roll. You lose to Chicago. Okay. Then you come back and you beat a good team. Another good team. You lose to Anaheim. It's, I just, it's the most frustrating thing. And I, it sounds like we're friggin' old men's shouting at it the clouds confirmed, yeah. kids today right it doesn't it though it just well it does sound know. that way and Pinder, true, you, you might I'm, not I'm... be off it's true yeah. and you might not be off that there's a new wave of uh, that needs to take place or is about to take place or sh- what does that mean though does yeah. that just mean that every two years you're going to need a new coach no. for for these guys like you don't want that do you well, right it's, no, it's just but that's the problem. Is that yeah. if these guys aren't, if they're not motivated in, internally, mm-hmm. like Nick's saying, if they're not motivated internally, 
and there, every coach has guys that the even Cooper would have guys in the room that he butts heads with a little bit or like him less than other guys. But my point, or what the point I'm trying to make is, if it's a two-year window and you have to play up to the the players and you don't know what their motivation is, if if it's not winning a Stanley Cup, there's no motivation at all anyway. So there's nothing you can do as a coach. And then if you question them, you're going to get fired because you. I don't understand how there's going to be a coach. You might as well just give them the tablets on the bench and go, well, well, here was the play. Watch. There's no sense having a coach because he can't motivate you and he can't, if I sit you because you're not into it tonight, well, I'm, well, then F you. I'm not going to play hard for you the next game. The stars are going to say, like, how do you, the only thing a coach can control is your ice time. And if you control a guy's ice time and say, even if you don't do it publicly, People will pick up on it if you don't play a star or someone else. And by if you limit someone's ice time, the media is going to notice, the player is going to notice, and if he gives you the finger, what can you do about it? How do you instill fear? How do you instill fear? Right? Accountability even. Even if it's not fear. Yeah. Accountability. Yeah. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to play that way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I am. Because guess what? Yeah. If, and, and, and I'm not saying it's true and not every player is the same and everybody's different, but, but if the fact that your bank account is overflowing has anything to do with your desire to win a Stanley Cup, then you are a shitty teammate and a shitty hockey player. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's, that's well said because, uh, again, we've – Rosie, like this is Rosie's first year on the beat, and I said this. Uh, he's like, why are you freaking out two losses against Anaheim in October? I'm like, dude, just wait. This is what they do in the Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs. When, like it doesn't matter, man. Like this is the least team. And, again, maybe I've covered this team for too long, but like this is what they do. They, they're consistently inconsistent. Like they'll have moments where they'll win six, seven in a row, be so dominant in the regular season, doesn't matter at all. But then you get to the Stanley Cup playoffs when the games are of vast importance and these guys run away and hide like a scolded dog. Like it's just it really, really is, a, you know, a puzzling scenario. And I, I, I'm so there with you, Rhett. Like I just think there's there's no accountability in life in general, but never mind the the world of pro sports and the NHL where it's like, how do you instill fear? Like from a player's perspective, like. If I fuck up, what happens? Press box? Okay, I make $7 bucks a year. Like, it doesn't matter. And that's the problem with this league is that these guys get paid so quickly, it does not matter. And again, it gets back to the point. Where's the motivation? I got one last I one. I don't say, need to go now. About it yesterday. That, that, uh, I was just going to say, Austin Matthews has been making $11 million right out of entry level. Lord. And even mm-hmm. if you, you want to win so badly, how bad does it get? So game 82, and then we play a couple in the playoffs. Oh, shit, we lost. Life's, life doesn't go in the shitter the next day. Life's pretty good. Like, where are we going? What are we doing, boys? Let's go. I think yeah, you, well, you, the yacht. healing is not hard. It, it used to be Sorry, back right, in the ahead. day, though, right? Like, <laughs> wait, no, I, when you lost a series yeah. back in the day, I don't know. When I played sports, like, I took it hard. And again, maybe we're round differently. Like, I don't think we're old by any stretch. But, like, there is no, like... You know, there's no like pissed off nature when guys lose today. It's like next day they show up in the media, they say what they have to say. Like Marner's ongoing battle with the media that he doesn't pay attention. It's like, yeah, fucking right, buddy. You're all over Instagram. You're all over every goddamn commercial. We know you're watching. Like, don't play that card. Just go out there and do your thing. Like, I don't want to, 
we're so tired and fatigued, and I'm sure you guys are the same way in Calgary. It's like, I don't want to hear from them anymore. They're going to give me the same. Like Willie Nylander, I have the quote in front of me. Like, this is the best part. I opened up the show playing the Marner clip, how he's going back and forth of the media. It's like maybe you're trying to steer the conversation a different scenario, but you're down 0-3 to Florida here. Nylander, I think it will be fun tomorrow. They're like, why? Because that's when you have to play your best. Does that give you guys the confidence if one of your star players is saying that they're going to come out balls to the wall and win? I don't fucking think so. Didn't in game three, <laughs> did they? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Um, no. Last one from me. Uh, in 16 months, what jerseys Austin Matthews wearing? That's not next year or the year after. I think it's going to be the Maple Leafs. Um, really? I, I just think he actually loves – I don't think Bieber is going to let him go, man. It's a Bieber thing. Maybe that's the fucking problem. Where's he going to go? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, where's he going to go? YouTube singer is your spiritual Number leader. One. Anyone with fucking cap room. Yeah. Well, who's got cap room? It's going to be a shit team. The shit teams always have cap room. What Carolina teams does. that are, are ready to win a cup are going to – Okay, but is he really going to go to Carolina? I don't know. I, I, you, I'm just asking. I don't know the guy. What makes him tick? Does he yeah, like playing in a fishbowl? Yeah. At times, I wonder uh, if he does. It's the hardest market to play in. I believe that. Yeah, but he also loves the glitz and the glamour and the allure that comes with it, right? Like, there's a reason why you see him at UFC and stuff like that. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I think the relationship with Bieber is a big one for this whole process. But I do think what's likely to happen, I think he signs like a three-year contract and revisits. Because um, the only place other than Arizona, why in the hell would you want to play there? I get you're from there, would be Los Angeles. But cap space, like the guy's yeah. going to command a ridiculous market. Yeah. And that pretty much puts any team out there who's a legit team um, for his services. Is- is he hurting himself with free? Well, he's going to command a lot of money, but yesterday, Sarah yeah. Valley was on here saying there's no way he's going to command more than he's already making. He's not proven. I mean, is, has he done enough playoff-wise to show another team that, God dang it, we got to get this guy under contract? He's going to be the piece that takes us over the top? Well, it's funny. He comes off that year 60 and 73, and everybody's like, Ooh. he's going to have the the highest AAV, right? The next best contract. And now all of a sudden comes off. Uh, by his standards, it was a so-so year. He was really good in round one and has been a no-show in round two. So I don't know how those negotiations are going to go. Um, I think, obviously, they're going to bargain for the best possible price for Austin Matthews and set himself apart from the others. But I would tend to agree with Frank. I mean, given what he's done in the postseason, why would the Leafs step up and pay him all that money right now? Which leads me to think that there might be somebody else because his agent, I think, would be telling. And I feel like Matthews, Mm -hmm. again, from a million miles away, is a glitz. He likes that. That's fine. But he's also a give me everything. I'm going to go to the highest bidder, which Mm -hmm. makes me believe that he would want to get to free agency and yeah. at least explore. And I think it's less about location and less about legacy as it is about lifestyle and money. Well, let's hope that I'm not at a bar in Toronto at like 11.33 Eastern time and Matthew Kachuk's traded then because that would suck and I'm not leaving the bar to go do a show, that's for sure. <laughs> I was going to say about the shows. like, So you're in, you're in, in downtown Toronto, as we've established, Liberty and throw, this donkey yeah. sitting in a in a kitchen in a rental in Buffalo. Your co-host Jay Rosehill, he's in Alberta. He's in Calgary or Olds or some freaking Olds. thing. Yeah. And we're bringing. Yeah. Why don't we got this shit backwards? What the hell? Yeah, I have no clue. Um, I believe Luke Shen set it up with Frank Saravalli, and they came to a conclusion that 
that uh, Jay Rosehill would be the perfect co-host for me. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. It's been a lot of fun. Like as you guys know, I've I was in the corporate world as well, working for uh, you know a different network that I'm not going to mention. And you know it was a good time. But this is uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, going through this ride and just having the freedom to do our thing and uh, spread our wings. Rosie's been a great co-host. I if if you would talk about stuff other than the Leafs, I would uh, be my favorite show. It's just that <laughs> you, you keep talking about the Leafs on Leafs Morning Take. I find that's, that's a bit of a thing for me. But no, you, you know what? Um, just as a guy who, like you say, we were all come kind of coming from that business. But just to to kind of yeah. sit and watch you guys from where you started. In, in the fall and got into the season and to where you guys are now. The the chemistry is so good. It's just gotten, you guys Thank are very you. comfortable together. I think it's, uh, I, I, I think, I think Rosie has come out of his shell a little bit too. I saw oh, his fuck. stuff on yeah. the trade deadline day. He's, he's willing to kind of shoot from the hip now. So it's good for you guys. I yeah. like what you're doing out there for sure. I appreciate that. And you guys still stink. You, this is your first year together ever, right? That's correct. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah one of the well, easier work we'll, at it we'll you guys it can get to out. our level one day okay that sounds good buddy <laughs> I, and you know what i i think i sent you a message the show after because we did our final show before christmas on thursday you guys did a show yeah. on friday and you're like the the barbara boys got fucking gooned up got oh, fucking dude, gooned we love you guys on their show yesterday dude rosie's like let's yeah. fucking do that i'm like rosie first and foremost they have like a long ass show second like, it's like 9 a.m. where he is, 11 a.m. here. We have half an hour. I'm like, what are we going to do, a shot a minute? Like, you guys you guys set the barometer, which I'll always respect. We want to do one of those shows one day. Well, you know what we'll do this year is we'll get Ro- – if he's still here, we'll get him in do studio it. here in Calgary. And he, we'll start feeding him shots at 9 when it's – we'll, we'll get it going. 7 a.m., whatever the hell. Get him See in if here. start we'll swinging like Kron. The, the guy's – yeah, no, do what do what you want with the guy, man. Like he's an absolute animal. We were up in Edmonton uh, a couple months ago. We we ripped the city a bit. So uh yeah, have him in studio, man. He would he 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 still talks about that show, man. Legendary stuff. Nice. Hey man, good to talk to you. I guess uh good so will will you go to locker clean out day when and if it happens? Maybe it's this week, maybe it's in a month from now. Maybe it's, you uh, head they, down they will that? not give me a do you guys get press passes? Because okay. I don't. It's a little more room. We're not well, like, uh, yeah. We've got a little different source story yeah. here. It's not the Leafs here. Yeah, it's not the Leafs. Although, misery. <laughs> misery loves company. Hey. True. There Thanks, is. brother. Nick Alberga. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Guys. See you, boys. There you go. At the, the Golden Muzzy on Twitter. Leafs Morning Take on the Nation Network. He and Jay Rosehill, of course, former Leaf, former Flyer. And, uh, yeah, living firefighter. So I think. Luke Calgary, something Olds. like that. Yeah, it's a good show. Is he living in Olds? I know he's, he's that, that. That is what he said. Olds yes. Grizzly wasn't he in Olds Grizzly? Pull it up. It, well, he's from there, but is he living there? I guess was my question. Anyway, it don't matter. There you go, Nick Alberga. Leafs morning take presentation to Bonton Meat Market. Bonton Meats, nineteen twenty one. Open their doors. They've been going strong ever since. Consumer Choice Award winner for Best Deli Meat Market Year in Year Out, 28 Crowfoot Circle Northwest online, bontonmeatmarket.com. Go and say, actually, I was going to say, go say hi to Greg, but I know he's getting out of town for he a leaving? few days. He in a, he's got a, uh, he bought himself an RV. Remember we showed the photos? That's right. Going yeah, back, yeah. I think, to last fall. Uh, he's got a buddy who, who also has an RV. So they're loading up their shit and getting out in town before uh, 
they need to decompress let's just say right sure they need to get away so stressed yeah oh yeah buddy bonton meets you never know it though if you walk in very relaxed still nice bow ties big smiles yeah big smiles that's a lot of leafs i apologize for people but but at the same time we are talking about leafs potential misery, it's a funeral. So maybe yeah. it balances out i don't know well it's the playoffs and it might be quite a collapse if they can't pull it out tonight but i mean the sad part for leafs fans is i you can envision where they actually do care more than the effing players oh yeah it's a rough game three yeah, there for, for sure. the old it's... give a fuck meter yeah. Well, and, and, and I, I, you you've done a good job of pointing out that they got Bobrovsky the first couple games. The issue I have with that is we'll go back a few games against Tampa and they got yeah lucky. They as did well. So and they've been unlucky in other series. I, generally speaking, you cannot really put much of a debate against the resumes the core four have put together. When you're spending almost forty million bucks on four forwards, we don't need a list of excuses. We want to see success, and there's been none. They got one first-round series victory. That's fucking pathetic. Like, that's as many as the Jim Benning Canucks had. Like, it's awful. And sometimes, because we brought up the Ovechkin the other day, and I know that Nick brought it up there, sometimes when a star player, when a group hasn't won yet, you'll look at it and say, yeah... Can't can can they can they do it or have they just not have they just not done it yet or are they are, are they not capable of doing it and we had the same conversation with Marlowe and Joe Thornton there have been those different conversations yeah. I just feel like with Ovi you there was no doubting his ability his he was a special player and maybe maybe it's easy in hindsight I just don't know if I have the same feeling about this Leafs crew like Tavares. Oddly, I I would think he he of all of them, I feel like his motor runs. I feel like that's a guy that wants to win. And yet, the worst bang for a buck. The others, out of the I bunch. just I. It's terrible, yeah. But I just don't know. The league's littered with guys that are super super good talent and don't win. Jerome's a perfect example. Like, and and no one questioned his heart and effort. At, you know what I mean? Like, he played his different era, but played his hard as anyone we ever knew produced as high as anyone of his era still doesn't win. Like it's, there's no guarantees to it. That's, but what you didn't question about Jerome and what you eventually didn't question about a guy like Stevie Y was what they were focused on and motivated by. And that was winning. I saw an article the other day, Red. I wasn't going to bring it up. It was in the athletic and the story was the the closest your team came to winning the cup without actually winning the oh, cup. Rats on three of those. Or the big... Oh God! Leagues Again, I wasn't gonna bring it up. You t- t- told Frank yesterday. We asked about the draft lottery, and Rats started talking about getting screwed about it. in three different markets. I think it was the, uh, what's that, Sean McIndoe. He's the down yeah, yeah, yeah. brown, I think, is yeah, that guy. Very funny guy. He put that together, and I was like, yeah, I guess. Florida, yeah, that would be because they, they haven't had a lot of postseason success. So, yeah, the one for sure. You get swept in the final, but you got to the final, and then in, in, in Buffalo. But although I think he actually gave the 99 Sabres team the, 
like the one B or the second. He talked about the year that uh, Brad May Mayday Mayday mm. that that was that city was very excited and that was hard for them. But uh, not surprisingly, the Flames lost in 04. The most. Uh, it's pretty close, considering you know some of the visuals <laughs> accompanying said controversy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like, so look, anyway. the, you know, what would be fun is if they if they said screw the narrative, like win four in a row. It's just the hardest group to imagine doing that when we talk about the Leafs because the the track record wow, seven it, years it, of folding when it's easy. And Bobrovsky's going to have to fall off the map, right? Like to win four in a row. They're starting Wool, like their hard. third string goalie. Not the best yeah, spot to be in. Never mind the three zero. <laughs> yeah. And and I'll be honest to God, I would get on the on the bandwagon if the if they, I don't I, I kind of don't want them to, but part of that's because I got a soft spot for an old team in mm-hmm. the Panthers, but if a team can come back from four nothing and in a city like Toronto, as much disdain as we have for it, it would be one hell of an exciting story to follow and and kind of get behind. Yeah, no, 100%. I've said it before. I don't hate this team. I, I, I think, again, who does? It's, it's media and fans who will, you know, make you turn or just have a certain kind of a negative outlook on a team. But I, I think Mitch Marner is a great player. I love watching watching Matthews play. Guy could shoot it. I have no problem really with that team. And you're right, Red. If you could, okay, now it's three to one. Now it's three to two. It would be because it would have to be an amazing story. There'd be some individual stories and performances that would be impressive and you'd be talking about legendary so i mean i guess go go ahead go and do it but three nothing uh the math would suggest makes it difficult for sure tough and recency bias oh we if if we should have learned anything already with this playoffs is take what you learned in the the last game and flush it because it's not necessarily gonna so on that topic, really quick, while we were talking before uh, Nick came on about how wild the second round has been, there's been 14 games in the second round. If you've been betting the over, Dean, you shouldn't be showing up to work today. You should be on a fucking yacht. Six mm-hmm. goals, nine goals, six goals, ten goals, five goals, six goals, seven goals, six goals, 12 goals, five goals, nine goals, six goals, seven goals, nine goals. Is this fucking lacrosse? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. And the only close games, generally speaking, have been the three Leafs and Panthers. Everything else has been like one team doesn't have it tonight. Yeah, on that bet, on our Betway bets yesterday, it was hints for a point and over five and a half for the Stars and uh, and the Kraken. Well, is nine more than five? Yeah, it was, I believe that is the case. And somehow, yeah, and somehow in six Carolina goals, Sebastian Ajo didn't get a point. You the age. Anyway, we'll do our bedway bets coming up. Mother's Day is this weekend. Vina Nova is Calgary's lab-grown diamond specialist, the only store in, in Calgary, in our entire city, that specializes exclusively in lab-grown diamonds. It's a diamond. It's all you need to know. Well, what is it? It's made in a lab, Shine same chemical like composition, diamond. crystal structure. It's a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Um, save it up to 80%. And we've said this, either you keep the dough and don't say anything, mm-hmm. or you take the dough that you've set aside for it, and you get way more bang for your buck. You decide. Too. 
showroom downtown, second av- second level of Stephen Avenue Place. Vinanova.com is the website. Call, visit, email, whatever you need to do. What is I today? feel like Today's I might Wednesday. need to call. You got time. I, I time. don't know if I have time, but I'm going to be in Toronto. Does that ex- expedite the shipping process? I might need to reach out. I thought I'd come up with an idea, but something local. I know. Can't do it. It's not working. I know. Duh. I'm a bad husband. And the thing of it is, it's a guaranteed win. We keep saying this. It sounds like, oh, yeah. It's a guaranteed win, it's a guys. Dub. Ju- yeah. Jewelry. It's you're you're not <laughs> you're Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Not going to go wrong. Venanova.com is the website. Go and check that out. Oh, Take diamonds. I was hoping for socks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was really hoping for a new watch, but I guess this... Or, the, or this one. These earrings will do. No, no, it, it's this one. You didn't have, you shouldn't have. Oh, you, I, I don't need this. Just gushing. What? Should I take it back? No. You don't know. We'll do the Pinder report uh, in a moment, but I want to get to uh, this day in, uh, Ooh. I'll call it this day in Flames history, if you want to call it that, for McLeod Law, Peter Klein. Personal injury lawyer, the best of the best over at McLeod Law. He and his staff taking the stress off of your shoulders. They are on your team. Nothing like a good teammate when things are going, when when times are tough. You want somebody on your side. They handle your legal, your insurance, the medical claims. You focus on recovery. They take care of the rest. It is great when you have that kind of peace of mind and that kind of support as you uh, you do when you connect with uh, McLeod Law. Peter Klein, 403-254-3864. The website, mcleod-law.com. Social media, at McLeod Law LLP. Good folks, take our words for it. If you, uh, and really, in any, it, you need lawyers, you need some legal help, McLeod Law. Good people. 
So this day, I believe today is the 10th of May. May. Once again, we're going to go back and tell. Look at this. Yes, back to Olympic Saddledome. 89 at, at the Saddledome in Calgary. It is uh, game number five in the series between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Calgary Flames. The winner will advance to the Stanley Cup final against the Montreal Canadiens. We saw it the other day it was a uh, a big win, a shutout for Mike Vernon mm-hmm. at Chicago Stadium. Bernie. Let's take a look at how things would play out here. It's a it's a boisterous crowd, boys. Oh, you wouldn't it's believe it. Yeah, it's a geez. big, fat, excited crowd. Palpable excitement, team. Oh, you can cut it with a knife. Chevrier! There's the last Chevrier. So I grew up with this shit. There was the the VHS tape called A Sea of Champions, and they went series by series. Like, oh, this is good stuff here for Calgary kid. Vernie, three shutouts, 2.27. Those are tidy numbers in the 80s. That's a turnover right there, man. Oof. That's a turnover. That was Ryan O'Reilly giving it to the wrong team there. Look at this. That's Lube to Newendike to the back of the net. Oh, fucking Lube. And look at this, oh, we got a, a bit sutter. Of a, we got a bit of a Donnybrook. Brian McClellan. And it's Dwayne Sutter. It's, Dwayne, it's D. Sutter. Getting after Still got to narrow it down. Yeah, I know. Now, Theo, Theo's going off. You never know with Theo. Is he trying to draw some attention? No. Oh, he threw the stick on the He took one right, right in the socket. Right in the socket. So now a little power play here Zip. for the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, from Come behind on, the goal Bernie. line. Off of Vernie and in. Ooh. Son of a Vernie. That's not the right angle there. Quick, one. quick, quick. So we're tied at one. Theo at it again. Everybody <laughs> loves Theo. Might have helped that one along, though. <laughs> Everybody Theo loves again Theo. off the draw. So here we are, third period tie game. Rister. Ah, oh, the twisted Rister from just inside the blue line. Natras with the shot. And Brian McClellan oh, right there tip, with Brian. the old tipperoo. Tip, tip. The old tip, tip, tippy. And look at Joe. Three minutes left. Guy was good. One goal game. That was the broken Joe jaw. What's wrong with his jaw? Second of the he had game. Bad, had a thing. Oh, yeah, he got the high, jaw. high stuck. Yeah. Recall the, uh, so there you go. the VHS tape. It was, Christmas but Newendike let his stick do the talking. And then they showed that goal. Yeah. Is, that, is that what he did? That's right. Well, that's what you want to do there. Yeah. May 10th, 1989. 3-1 Flames. Newendike two goals. Off to the Stanley Cup Finals. Crispy. It was just, what, three years earlier where they played the Montreal Canadiens in the Cup Final. They were hoping for a better fate this time around. And they did get one, I Well, I shouldn't say. I don't want to spoil how it went. anything. Spoiler alert, Ryan. Spoiler alert. There you go. They did this that on another podcast I was listening to, to the other day. I was pissed off what? as hell. Sorry. Go ahead. What are you talking about? Well, they're, they're, these co-hosts, you, know, you listen to Smartless now and then, right? It's uh, what, Will Arnett and a couple of those funny actors that have worked together. Bateman. Bateman, yeah. And they're talking about like a, a very recent very popular TV show and like a character dying like fuck's going on here guy can't be like perfectly up to speed current without getting spoiler alerted careful here I hope we didn't spoiler alert the 89 finals for you sorry dude yeah it's the Habs and the Flames coming up in the final shush 
McLeod Law, Calgary Roots, run deep. Part of their big, long-standing client relationships in our city. They get it. They get the people in it, the way things work, the things that are important to Calgarians. They share a commitment to making a positive impact on our city. McLeodLaw.com is, well, McLeod-Law.com is the website. McLeod Law. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Good guys. They sent us a little. And game. gals. That's all it takes. Great table to draft. Sent booze. Right. My good books. So good. And uh, donated money to the kids. They went above For and the beyond. Kids. That's what they do. Above and beyond. If Pinder popped a hammy doing high kicks, could Peter Klein help him? Yeah, is that injury Personal from injury work? Because it was a work event, and I was on stage it's with a- that nominated band doing high kicks in my sequined jacket. Work I don't event. think anyone told you you had to, though. I don't think it was part of they your They did, and they're nominated for some country award. I had to do it. Okay, had to. So yes, yeah, so, well, you know what? Give Peter a call and see. All right, I'm sure. See if that works. Click. Uh, let's do the Pinder report presentation of our good friends again. More friends. Village Honda, Northwest Auto Mall, and online villagehonda.com. The million dollar buying event continues. Turn your vehicle into cash. They'll buy yours even if you don't buy theirs. Sellers receive a tropical cruise. Ooh, like baby. That. Listen here, Daddy. Exclusively at Village Honda, your dealership for life. Here's the Pinter Report. There goes my hat. Hope your goddamn head was in it, Dan. Okay, we'll start. I with... hope your goddamn head was in it. Start with the Calgary Flames. It makes, it'll, that will make me. It'll Forever. make me laugh. There's a few things, right? That just no matter what, yeah, will make you laugh for the rest of your life. My hat flew off, Daddy. I hope your goddamn head was in it. Every Tough to time. beat that. Every. Single time. Yeah. God. God. Sorry, Ryan. Bah, don't be sorry. That's I'm good stuff that right there. Uh, we have uh, a <laughs> increasingly positive video surfacing from the country of Sweden, which happens to be where, what, all the Flames are from or spend their off-seasons. Let's go to the Calgary Flames dropping this on Twitter yesterday. Oliver Shelton dangles from all angles. Hissing. Watch him go, Rhett. Ooh. Now, Dean, you kind of shuddered this at the notion to train. two months ago, but how do we feel now about the theoretical return of Oliver Schlitten, you know, after the GM, uh, Don Maloney, the interim, saying that he will be back in the fall, or at least efforting to do so? Yeah, I felt better after the yeah, uh, that was a good thing after the, the coaching change and then the general manager saying that right? uh, they talked and he is looking forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah. it went up a notch. Uh, this is an exciting development, and I know yeah. we don't have a lot of... Uh, Calgary Flames news uh, to talk about, but if you get an Oliver Shillington back and you already had five defensemen under contract, you liked what you saw from Dennis Gilbert, you want to bring back a Troy Stetcher, uh, make a trade? So this is the last game of the year. This is with Tanev Hurt and without Shillington. Also, I would think you know, you, you like Troy Stetcher, the right number. Mm, we love the guy. Yeah. Walk walk yeah. us through uh Rhett, if you had to you know, if you had a embarrassment of riches on the back end or maybe just too many top four defensemen or six top five, whatever it is, like walk me through where the flames might be able to get younger, gain assets, uh whatever it is via the trade of a defenseman. How would you approach this? Stone gone. Stone's going to get the PTO in September anyway. It's not really the issue there. No. So so if Shillington's in there and Tanev's in there and you like uh, Troy Stetcher, uh, different management that, group. No. 
different my, management group, different coach. My, my, here's. It's tough because what are you getting in Shillington? A top four? Like I don't know. A year ago, or is as a year off? It can't be a positive, I don't think. Right? Like yeah. I just, I don't want to get too. I think he'll come back. I'm hopeful that he plays just as good as he did the last year he was here. I just, I think I have to wait and see a little bit. Right? I would like suggest, this, uh, yeah, yeah. But no. he's always been a great skater. So this skill is not his weakness. It's his intensity in game play. And so I want to see him play before I'm so, over committing to – go ahead. Put him on your third pair. Let him be your number five, six, right? I feel like that's a great starting spot, and if he wants to overwhelm me with how good he is, that's great. What I'm seeing, though, now is that if you do that, like you still have – Zadorov, you still theoretically could have a Stetcher. Uh, your top four are going to be Uyghur, Hannafin, Anderson, and Tanev if they all return. Like, do you see an area where they could actually move out some D to get some scoring? I I see an area where you can, but uh, you know, projecting forward and everything changes on a year to year basis. What's Tanev? He's got one more year left. Yeah. Is he going to stay healthy? What are the injury concerns going into this year? Mm-hmm. Do you have any depth at all? And I, okay, so what's Tanev? Can you sign Stetcher and fit him in and bring Shillington back? And what depth do you have in the farm system to allow you to say we can ship Zadorov out? Because I would do it. And I, I, I'm open to the idea of it. My concern is I don't see anybody coming up the ranks that's ready to step in if some sort of shit hits the fan where Tanev is hurt or misses some time and Shillington is even at a sixth defenseman, right? Like, and you've and now you've sold Zadorov. Now you, I'm starting to squint to see how that plays out. Uh, Dean, the interesting like, thing I don't about, want to deplete the cupboard of D. Yeah, uh, and the interesting thing, Dean, is that not only is it Tanev and Shillington whose deals are up at the end of the year, it's also Noah Hannafin, who uh, will not be playing hockey for a small number on his next contract, which uh, will be a long one and a very expensive one. How, how do you look but, at this, Dino? Well, go ahead, Rhett. Well, I was just going to say, uh, t- with Hannafin, again, to me, it is a awesome Go play your ass off and earn it. We'll pay you. We'll pay you. You're a young defenseman. You're telling me if you play up to, a, I don't know what the numbers are, $8 million a year contract, fine. Go ahead. Earn it. Play that way. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we'll pay you. And if you want to be here, then we'll find a way. And if you don't want to be here, really don't want you here anyway. Let us if know. We and we might turn you into 9 or 10 yeah. just to stay. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to look at that because I – Again, with with this group, it doesn't have Tanev in there, but it's just easy to look at Zadorov as the guy who can slide down. It's possible we've maybe gotten a little too enamored with Troy Stetcher. I think he'd be a good add. I think that uh, in that he's spot right there, you like him a lot. Yep. He's a six. Um, but but you are right, Retro. You you're bringing back Shillington with a different coach and a year off. You hope that that's only going to make, mean good things for him. It doesn't always necessarily mean good things. But is there any? Are there any other hockey players in Sweden for poor Oliver to skate with? It's just he's all doing all this. He's working out by himself. He's skating by himself. He's shooting on a lone goalie. Is there not? 
That's a guy that, that should a be at the World Championships. That'd be a move right there. I don't know why we didn't think of that sooner. Yeah, that, that, that would be an excellent move. But. Seriously. I wonder if they're oh, full up or yet or not. Huh. Anyway, I'll move along. Just saw the video, and it got me thinking that, you know, I still think there could be a substantial sure. trade somewhere coming from the back end, especially if you think, geez, if we can get stretch, uh, Stetcher in at a low number of six. But there's lots of ifs in there, and again, we don't know what this guy looks like. It sure looks good in a practice rank. Let's go to the NHL. Last night, pads don't stand a chance. Yeah, that's right. No, Boy, they look stationary. Pads, pads. they're not even moving. Look out! Look at Zoop. this fake. Ooh, ah. Whoop! Forehand zing. Got you. Must be nice to move like that, eh? Retro last night, some blowouts. Why not? More second round blowouts. Winning teams get to six. The other teams not really that close at all. Wango, wango. Let's dive into some of the action. Uh, this was a great clip from the Carolina game. That was a big one. Devils win that. You're all square. They're looking to do. For the second round, uh, second round in a row to come out for O2 hole. That ain't happening now. They're down 3 1, going back to Carolina. Listen to the call here. Here comes Martin All of a sudden, he's Wayne Gretzky and he scores. This is an incredible story. Jordan Martin Shoot it any better than this. Right from the dot, bar down. So there's your guy. We talked for 20 Remember minutes about old Martin, school and guys yeah. showing up when it matters. Jordan Martin hooks out producing all the Leafs core four. Give him $11 million a year. Let's go. Because in the offseason, Martin Hook, who has, he's just been a good fit there with Carolina. They just basically said they weren't bringing him back. He had said his goodbye to the fans and all of this and was moving on. Signs the one-year deal. It's decent money, obviously. But yeah, nine points. Nine points, and that's in the last. That's in this series, let alone the playoffs. He's been unbelievable against Jersey. Three last here, night. So. Yeah, depth, depth, guys. And if you'd never yeah, heard it depth. on the call before, he looks like Wayne Gretzky. That's Jordan Martinuk that we're talking about. He does look like Wayne. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very similar. A lot of traits I see here. I thought it was. Yeah, I was going to be shit. Boy, red. I didn't, didn't play remember the, the red jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Other I game. St. Louis looked weird, but definitely weird. We saw Dallas in Seattle. They bounced back as well. Uh, a lot of eyes were on, okay, what's going to happen with Miro Haskin? And You know what's going to happen? He's going to come in like a goddamn villain and eat your soul. Watch this. He's coming into the rink rat. Scarface McGee. Oh! And all business? Hey, How Miro, much business? You got a little, you got a little something that... Hey, oh, oh, that's your... You that would be it. my joke. That would have been my thing if I was in the room. Hey, Miro, you got... Oh, never mind. You know what his thing would have been after the game? So catch him. Hey, fat boy, I played 3107. Shut your yap. <laughs> 3107. Put this, put this in your pipe and smoke it. 3102. Sorry, how dare I exaggerate? What? Is, what? That's awesome. That is some playoff stuff. All that bitching about the Leafs, there's a hockey player, Rhett. Absolutely. Back up. Why is he playing 31 when you have when it's you're up by three? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think they Sit missed that fucking what? guy. Yanni Hockenpah and a couple others couldn't go in the back end. Hockenpah, but, uh, but, but yeah, oh, no, Thomas uh, Harley. Harley. So we will uh, then move to something. That's hey, never- I just took a puck. I just took a puck right in the friggin' mouth last game. We're up by three, four goals. Do you mind, Coach? If hey Pete, how about every other shift? In fuck thirty minutes? Why? What's he doing? Or it's like I'm coach getting out of shape. You missed the game. It hurts so much when I sit still. I must keep playing to not feel pain. I don't know what it is, but it's over a half hour. It's wild. Hmm. You know what sucks about this? 
Who wins now? The Oilers game. I know. It's coming up. Don't worry. We'll get there. Before we get there, which very quickly, uh, the Anaheim Ducks have pulled off something that's never happened before. No, not finishing second in a draft lottery. Yes, naming your team after a a kid's movie. Uh, But in a uh, more impressive sense, three defensemen of the year, all prospects of the Ducks. Western League, OHL, QMJHL. They swept the fucking CHL with Defenseman of the Year. So it's Olin Zellweger, the defenseman for the Western League. Pavel Mintyukov of the OHL. He's Defenseman of the Year. And Tristan Leneau. They all three D-men of the year across the CHL are Ducks prospects. And they're going to add to that uh, with what? Well, Fentilli second it, overall. So if they could... Holy yeah, if they could get a good defenseman of that second pick, now they got all they got a nice top four there. There you go, beautiful, wild stuff. I, I didn't think that it would be possible to do something like this, Dino. They must feel so good about having that second overall pick. They must be jacked. So great, yeah. And yeah, don't worry about taking a forward if you if you like a forward there. You, it feels like you're okay. Uh, tonight's no, action. No, 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 no. Clearly, you're good. No, no, clearly they're good at picking defensemen. Don't get sidetracked by the flashy stuff. Get another solid D, man. No more Zegris, just more D. Let's go. Let's go. Tonight's action, two games. Fairness, we don't you know have what Chicago's Z- doing. We don't maybe, know. If you have Zegris, you, you need D if you have Zegris. You need more D. More, 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 more. Here's your games. We've got both Canadian teams in action with first the Leafs trying to stave off elimination. That at five, at eight. It's Vegas in Edmonton Stay. and... Rhett said it. We know how things go for the Oilers. Whatever happened to the Stars happens to the Oilers. Here's the tweet from earlier in the week. If you've forgotten, it was, uh, oh, this is an interesting pattern. Game one around one, Oilers and Stars, same result. Game two, game three. Although the whole first round, exactly the same result in the same game. Round two, even creepier. Four goals from a single player, and you lost game one. You win game two. You lost game three. Well, the good news for Oilers fans, the Stars just won game four last night, so uh, stay tuned for the Betway Bets of the Day because we're going to hammer this very scientific trend. <laughs> it's science, Dean. Trust the science. I love science. Yes. Let's go to Major yeah. League Baseball. This has never happened before that I can recall. Uh, you know how they have the divisions separated in the, in the standings, Rhett, so that you know, like, oh, these teams... This is division, this is division, this is division. Uh, For the first time ever, the entire AL East is better than the AL Central. If you look at the actual records, the 10 teams in order, they're in order. So the best team in the AL Central, not as good as the worst team in the AL East. It's still a motherfucker of a division, Dean. That is ignorant. Yeah. That's no good. (laughs) Can we get relocated, please? That's what everyone in the AL East is saying. Uh, big news in the NFL today, schedule leaking out, trickling out through insiders, international games, big uh, special one-offs. Let's start with the international calendar. Rhett, you're going to London. Look at this. Week four, the Jaguars head out. They stay for two in a row. They're going to play back-to-back games in London. The Bills, week five, October 8th, retro. Jolly old Hate London. shit. Huh? Go. Oh, Trevor Hate Lawrence. It. Hate it. Yeah. Jolly old London, England, huh? That be, better be an F and Jags home game. 
they're out there for two, and it's a shitty market, so that would make sense. Are, would you go? I mean, I, you're. Does this piss you off or get I mean, you I'm excited? Like, let's I'm go to London. I'm very sporty, so I, I've always wanted to go to London. See the bridge. Okay. Clocks, towers, things like that. Queen, king. Any chance you might come yeah. to Calgary? Or just yeah, talk Sunday. 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 Good. Got some work to do. Okay. Uh, other teams going overseas week uh, four, five, six. It'll be Ravens and Titans. Nine Dolphins, Chiefs in Germany. That'll be good. And then Colts, Patriots in Germany as well. Okay. So that's some of the NFL schedule. I would just say if 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 this is the focus, and I, the NFL certainly does not need my advice, just put a team over there or two or two. I mean, they, um, let's yeah, do it. they're making a shit ton of money basically playing a half – a home schedule there. Yeah, it's moving that way. It sure is. London Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. Let's go to a new game for the first time. Black Friday will feature a game. We know American Thanksgiving has got the three Thursday games. How about this now? Tua against A.A. Ron. Weird. You know, in fantasy, that stupid week where you're like, oh, yeah, there's uh Fuck. Shitty Sunday slate. Not a lot of games. Well, there's going to be one less game on the Sunday because they're now playing four uh, before you get to the weekend. Three on Thursday, this the Friday. We'll see how it goes. Black Friday, right? Another one for you. You big American all of a sudden. Christmas Day. I'm starting. Yes. Saquon Hurts. Good NFC East matchup. That'll be fun. 4.30 4.30 Eastern, Rhett, that, uh, what, you start dinner at halftime, snacking all day? What do you do? I think, I don't, I think last year we had the Bills playing on Christmas, which was wonderful, but I don't, I'm all for it. Christmas Day, eat, pass out, have the game on, perfect. Lovely. I was going to say, aren't you usually, as, as Alberta would say, aren't you usually fucking gooned on Christmas Day? Christmas is a... Very much a traditional drunk. Yes. A traditional yeah. And finally, New Year's Eve. And we love tradition. Yeah, we do. We're, we're yeah. steeping. It's big at the Warners. They're big in tradition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Final game of the uh, before New Year's Eve retro. Ooh. It's that AFC championship game the last two years in a row. Bengals, Chiefs, Joe, Patrick. Hey, the NFL is better than everyone at all this shit. We're talking about games more than six months away. That's uh, that's so good there, what they do. So that was all uh, what we've seen thus far for my schedule release day. And, Rhett, uh, do you need a passport to go to London? What do you need to get done there for October the 8th? I think I got my passport. I think I'm part of the Commonwealth. I think I'm allowed to go. Let's make this happen. All right. Team journey. Very good. Let's go. Uh, NBA. We we're going to do a Bills game. That's a little longer than I'd uh, anticipated, but yeah, it's of a flight, of course, but we'll see. It's direct, I guess, from Calgary, Mm -hmm. so there's that. London's not expensive at all either. That's the good news. J.J. Reddick and the Raptors are talking. Red the North. Look at this. Huh? Huh? Don't know who J.J. Reddick is, but that sounds awesome. Okay, very good. J.J. was a very good basketball player who uh, now apparently is a good coaching candidate for the Raptors. And uh, we kind of have Jimmy John subs. That's JJ. Yeah. JJ, Jimmy John. Yeah. 
Reddick. Very young, successful man. Just... Canadian Championship Soccer. In, uh, it was two MLS sides getting together. I don't give a shit about the highlights of this. Fuck that. Look at these idiots fighting. It gets even better. So this is the enemy section in Toronto. You've got Ooh. the Montreal fans and the... My hat flew off, Daddy. Yeah, exactly. The TFC fans as well. Now, the problem being, uh, apparently there was no security, not in the section, in the entire away area. So this got to oh. marinate for a bit. And uh, these people, it doesn't look like their first time. we got a belt out. That guy took his belt off. Yeah, he's giving some belt whips. I don't think those concrete stairs are where you want to be sliding down on your back. Uh this this feels organized, Dean. This is not... We've, we've got some hands up. We've got some grizzled vets here. <laughs> yeah, dude's got the belt off. That, that's... Uh, is it a quick pants, release? man? Your, your pants are going to fall off. Jeez. Is there a quick release on that uh, belt there? Anyway, it's a beautiful game. Thought we'd get you up to speed on what's happening in uh, Impact V. Uh, hooligan CFC. That one guy's dropping some nice elbow smashes. Bang. Oof. Yeah, right no. here. Elbow, elbow. Yeah, those elbow. Are some clubbing right hands. <laughs> Might have been a lefty. It's just not a good I like the people there. who are like, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Finally, I'm going to tee Red up here. taking my belt off to whip this fucking guy. The the Canadian government's announcing new passports in Canada, Red. So here's... I don't know if you see the problem I see, but uh, there it is. It's uh, blue. It's got a maple leaf thing, a big old crest. Could be hard to travel with those, I'm thinking, Rhett. It's supposed to fit in the pocket. That'd be kind of the idea, right? In your fucking suitcase just for the is password. Is that Aussie Brad? This is idiotic. Is that Aussie Brad there? Working for the Canadian government? So get that thing all dusted off and ready that for London, great. would you? Oh, Canada. There's your uh, pin native land. I asked him to sing at the uh, at the playoff draft. He wouldn't do it. He wasn't. Uh, Me? Yeah, wasn't in the bag enough. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I needed more. Pinder report brought to you by Village Honda Northwest Auto Mall online villagehonda.com detailing packages start at just 79.95 get that vehicle of yours spick and span inside and out details online at your dealership for life village honda and villagehonda.com all right i was uh i was on uh, just a game the other day with rob kerr i did see that and yeah, I saw asked, you two uh, bragging about how great both of you are. It was awesome. Yeah, it's not much happening. Greatness much. recognizes greatness. Yeah, he asked about the uh, for the Flames, all of the guys who are going to need a contract at the end of next season. Yeah, and he asked who I would bring back, and I I said, you know, I don't think I'd bring back any of them. And even Lindholm or whatever. I, we've we've talked about it, and it's. It, I mean, if Lindholm comes in and says, "You know what? I really want to stay. I would take this. Let's do this." Then yeah, I mean, you pivot, you do whatever. But just with the league going so young, and cap space being so valuable, 
you don't here you get so much cap space you don't have to send out picks or prospects to get this cap space which so often it seems like you do anyway it's it's hard to be able to say definitively now without knowing what guys want to do or anything but as you sit here today we've heard a lot about backland he'd like to be captain he may want to stay aflame for his entire career but of that group to Foley, Tanev, Lindholm, Hannafin, Backlund, of that whole group, who are you keeping? And it's hard because we don't know what the dollar figure is. Yeah. But just in terms of importance and value to team, position, and age. So, uh, first off, like, are we in Murray's sandbox or our own little playland? Like, they, they are going to be asked to field a competitive team here, right? We're not, we're not just going to blow it up, something we're not allowed to do, right? Or no? I don't know why I ask I say questions. It's, it's our game. Okay. We can play however we want. So I, I, the, the one thing, like, I don't disagree with you, because I think I watched the clip, and I understand what Dean's trying to say. Like, you're already going to have some older, long-in-the-tooth guys. You don't want more of them. But if you remove Elias Lindholm from this roster, who the fuck is a number one center? And I understand cap space is nice. Guess what you can never find? Number one centers. Like, the hardest thing to get in the NHL is someone that can do Elias Lindholm's job. He's going to cost 8 to $9 million a year, at least, depending on what sort of clarity we get on the cap moving forward for that season beyond this one. But I just, I, I don't know how you could be competitive without him. Is Nazem Kadri at age 34 your number one center? And who's after that? They do not have a number one sentiment in the system. It's the hardest and rarest jewel to find. I, I, I don't understand how you're good. If you're trying to be bad, I agree. Like, if we're tanking full reload, then yes, well, get rid of them. I guess the, the flip side to that would be if you decide you're not going to, then you would be trading him. And maybe you get a centerman in, in return. Maybe you go to free agency and you find somebody. I, I, again, I don't have that answer. But I, I'm not saying you bring Lindholm back, run him right to the end of next season and watch him leave for, for nothing. No, of course. Yeah, don't. I, I don't mind the idea of trying to maximize on some of these assets, but I just don't know how this team's competitive without Lindholm. He's the only number one center, and like they just don't move. Like If you want number one center, look what the Leafs had to pay to get John Tavares. The type of deal you don't want to live with. Is he a number one center? Well, at the time he wasn't. He's not even. He's but a Lindholm, a yes. One, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying number one center. With like, here's yeah. a better question: Did anything Nazem Kadri show you this year suggest he could be a number one center as he enters his 33, 34, 35, 36 year old seasons? No. <laughs> like they're they're nothing without Lindholm. So. You have to. It's it's. You almost have to bring him back at whatever number he wants, in a sense, because if the mandate's to be competitive, I don't know how you do it without him. There isn't a number one center in the waiting here. Like Zari may be a middle six centerman. He may get moved to. Doesn't win. doesn't every time you hear that though, you you have to. They had to give him this. They had to. Don't always those end poorly. That it ends up going poorly. And I don't mean in time. I just mean. It, it, it never goes the way you want it to. To say that the Flames would be hooped without Elias Lindholm, hard to replace for sure, but in terms of top centerman in the Western Conference, where does he rank? I'm not saying know, you easily get one of those. No, you don't. I just yeah, think like, you have to... 
is it this year or last year? Yeah, last year's pretty on that list. Um, it, it wasn't his best year, but he's shown you when you put some skill around him, he can be a especially impactful player, and not just offensively. This isn't a, yeah, you know, the points are there, but he's I lazy. Think. Like He's a 200-foot number one center in this league. They don't move. He'd be a great number two. Uh, the championship team, hell yeah. Center, center on a good team. Well, I mean. Uh, and this is the issue I'm having with the whole squad is that it's – and that's just it. You can't just look at one guy in a vacuum because it influences everything. Yeah. You have too many old number one. All of your centermen are old in a way. Lindholm's not quite 30, but Backland is. What do you want to do? Do you expect extend Backland? I, if Backland wants four more years to be like the captain in the, in the Calgary flame for life, just go on one year deals. If he wants to go be somewhere or else and win, two million a year, sure, or yeah. sign like, for two million, or it's a like year. four million for one year, and then the next year it's three. Like, if Backland is all about flame and captain, I don't feel like this contract's going to be cumbersome. You know what I mean? If I it's, don't want him as my captain. You were tweeting I know about you that yesterday, yeah. and I'm completely, I'm completely opposite. I want. I'm not saying he should be. I just you know, find it interesting that the more guys in that room we hear from, the more it's like, I didn't see it in that light. Interesting. What did they say that made you think that he's a captain? And when did he step up? I to never show said you he was, he was a, captain. a captain. And I why? Asked the question is: He the next captain? That's what I tweeted. But you just said you're hearing. Well, Weger the other day talked about him getting in FU competitions with Sutter. We hear from players. What the fuck does that have to do with being a captain? Well, like we talked about yesterday, I, it was more backbone and pushback and a voice of you know, the room than perhaps we would have thought he was. That's all. But the fact that that comes out as stunning to you, does that... It, not you know stunning. I mean? that, uh, it, it is a leadership quality for sure. But it was. But I think it was surprising that Michael Balkan would get into an FU thing with Sutter. I just, I, I don't know if what that's the, the one... Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You're telling me that that's a leadership quality? I think so. I, I, I mean, I don't is. know the context of the fights, but to I think he's, degree, yeah. yeah. I think that the way that I interpret it was so more of a leader than I thought. F-ing the coach well, is, a, is a leadership okay. quality? I think at certain you know spots it could be, yeah. He, just let me, the, that he would stand up to his coach, I I think it's, for in Michael's case, it feels like it's, I just wouldn't have expected him to. He just seems so meek and quiet. And for and for Weger, Weger was asked who gets into it with Sutter, and he said, "Well, you know what, Backlund. Like it was one guy in the room, which which he brought up. I'm with you, Red. I if you gave him the captaincy, it'd because it'd be a nice thing for him to have, not because he would be a good captain. Are we all fair? Are we all agreed on that? I I think that he can wear an A. He's been a very good flame if he wants to stay for his entire career. But I I've never really saw him as being a captain. But I haven't at all, and that's why I just sort of keep taking note of people that are in the room that we're not, where Rhett says that's where it matters. It doesn't matter what we fucking think. It's that room. Um, that, that I think there's just more credence put in Michael's actions than I thought we expected from amongst his teammates. And again, it's, it's a pretty fucking awesome year he had on a season that fucking sucked where there's a lot of guys that down years, he found a way to come up with his probably first, second, or third best year he's ever had in the league. So... I'm not saying Michael's going to be the captain. I'm not saying he's captain material. What I am saying is I think there's a discussion that's happening about it. 
you know, when this group gets together, and that's fine. I, I'm not out to I'm not out to shit talk Michael Backlund. He's done more than I ever uh, imagined he was going to, and this and that. But I just think that assigning a captaincy to a 35 year old that is not going to improve is going to start to decline. Yes, had a great year, but we just learn over and over that there is a shelf life to every player, and at some point. That thirty-four-year-old is going to be a thirty-eight-year-old, and now you've, you've, you, you, anyway. I don't think he's a captain. If you want, to, that's where I come off. The, you're, they're giving him the captaincy because of a, because you think because he's loyal to the team and had a f you with the. Uh, no, I, that's uh, not it. Anyway, and 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 all of a sudden at the age of thirty-four, where we've never heard, we've actually more questioned the fact that he's a has an A than than we've been. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden he's 34 and he's turning into a leader. It's it's if it is true, it's great, but it seems odd. Yeah, and so it's a short list when of Jordana guys. When Jordana was captain, did it did it ever? When Jordana was captain, did it ever feel like well the next guy is going to be back? No, nope. because you know Jordana was leaving at some point. No, and right? I'm not. Yeah, you I, never thought that. I don't Michael see was the like a, a three four year reign, but if it was if it was two years and that was the end of his career and he got to be the elder statesman to show people how to work. And he's going to finish top five in Selkie voting again, I think, which is wild. Um, like, there's, I, I just think there's probably more there than we ever would have imagined five, 10, never mind 15 years but ago. Be, but, but that's fine. But I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to argue with you. But just because there's more there doesn't mean he's the fucking captain. No, I, and I'm not saying he's the captain. I don't think it's I would make It's two different things for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway, so we talk, we were talking about Lindholm resigning, Dean, and we got here. But yes, Backlund's another one of those guys that's a, that's a free agent as well. If I have to keep any of them, it's clearly Shillington. He's young and talented on defense. That's the type of guy you can't have enough of. Um, and yeah, like if you and wanted to continue to. that conversation, that's that's kind of how we before we got stuck in the Backlund tree. I would keep Shillington, and I would keep Lindholm, depending on what they're looking for. Yeah way ahead of of backland or any of the other like 100 percent. yeah like tan of his injury concern age issues uh to foley it's just like man you don't want to be holding the bag the skating's already not good and the value He's is so high like, off you a map could get so much soon. for this guy right now you're not going to be able to move him for huge assets Honestly, in i'm a telling year you He's the captain of the canadian men's hockey team at the worlds go have a great tournament mm-hmm. trade him now and yep. I, I I like the guy. I like Tyler Foley a lot. But you're like you said, if you're Asset going to get management. something for him, never more than now. A hundred percent that. So. And then like Zidorov's the other guy. Like Not I think we kind of we, we we put together a six defenseman core that's cheaper and better without him. Sell on those fourteen goals. Get whatever you can get. You. I just, I, I'm not against that because I think you're right. If you can maximize that, that's great. I just don't know. Like I'm on this cap friendly website. Yeah, Malosh is he going to come up? No, that's off. No, Malosh so, is a vet. He didn't have a Poirier, good year. He's an older guy. Poirier needs another year at least. Do, well, you get what I'm getting at. I do. There is no. There's so there's what I would say is, there. if you had to make a third pair out of Stetcher, assumption, Shillington, kind of an assumption, Gilbert, and one more like sign a seven guy for nine hundred grand. Like it's not like you're out of moves if you move 
Zadorov. You clearly go find, you know, a younger Michael Stone, a guy that makes less than a million bucks that can play on a third pair if you're injured. I don't that doesn't like, ooh, that decor sucks. It's like, no, it's still fucking good decor. And you're gonna go into the season with some issues with Tanov and Hannafin about, you know, where are they gonna be? Okay, so we kept three. You kept zero, Dean. Yet. Um, well, here's what – and I was just going to say, yeah, it's so often you see a team and you see it here, it's wouldn't you like to be in a position where we could get younger? We'd love to get younger, but you have players locked into contracts. You, at the end of this season, have an opportunity to get younger. It doesn't mean better, but having watched this league the last year, year and a half, don't you feel like that's I the – it, I the think path though, to the take? problem they're going to have is that you have to let – my view on this organization and this team is that they're not blowing it up and they're going to give it a chance to win this year, which is fine, which allows those guys all to walk into free agency. And are, it, it, it depends on what you're trying to do with the asset management, right? Like if you get into a year where they look like they're going to make the playoffs and you don't have these guys signed, are you – are you willing to run the risks that they play out, make the playoffs and walk? Or do you absolutely have to restock the shelves and asset managers where, no, you either resign or we're trading you, which might mean you miss the playoffs. What's, where's the focus of the franchise is the problem is, and again, I guess it's because we don't have a GM right now, but we've never really, no, we have always understood what the focus of the franchise is, and that's make the playoffs. So if that's the case and, and the mandate remains the same with the new GM or not, then they're going to go into this year and they're going to try to make the playoffs. And if they lose guys, I guess they lose guys. Isn't that what you have to do? Well, and the notion of getting younger, like it, it's not like you actively have to do it. You're going to be much younger next year. It will be by default. Shillington's 25. Dewar's 25. Pelche's 22. Coronado's 20 if he's ready. Zeri if he's ready is 21. Wolf is 22. Like you're already clearing out the, some, but the some other dead side wood, of that is right? Some are, dead wood. right. But if you if you are if you're going to keep Backland and Lindholm, or if you're keeping those guys, if you're signing them again, that's yeah, that's what I'm games. saying. Yeah. Yeah. You pick one or two at most. So, and I, right? that's what that's what I was going to ask you. So you had said there's no way they can go into the season with all of these guys either unsigned or you have to trade something. Where do you sit now? As the, well, here we are halfway through the month of May. What's do you feel the same My way about approach it? to it? Is the same thing. I would trade Kadri, and if I have to give something up with them to do it, do it because that guy didn't perform in that on that team, and I don't see him being a long term fit. And you're screwed if he doesn't turn out because you get seven million bucks a year forever, and then everyone else's trade sign walk. I just think if you've got Kadri off the books and it doesn't turn out the other pieces, you can move for assets and you can have a quick retooling and come back with guys that like backland. If you trade in January, it's going to command a return, right? Or yep. at the trade shutdown center to, uh, Lindholm to Foley. You should be getting something. If you can get out of some of these, what we know are going to be shitty contracts way down the road you can quickly retool this squad and have a a short window of dismay 
right? <laughs> Maybe when that new rink opens, you've recreated a, a whole different scenario to, to play under. Yeah. And, and look, you, you don't have, have to, to take it in season two. Half of that con. If you ate half of the, the cod, because I find it, I do find it, I think it's a tricky one because it's $7 million and it's, as you say, forever. It's You're probably going to have to eat half of it. So to what, you, you want them out, to what level are you prepared to pay? Are you going to give up a pick and eat half? So have $3 million dead money the next six years and give up a high pick? or or He'll be 33 yes, before the puck drops no. next year with six years left on his deal. And uh, I don't know at what number it makes sense, but understanding how tight numbers are around the league, it's not like, ooh, like look what Max Pacioretty got. Fuck all. And he's, he yeah. wasn't coming off the worst year of his career. Brent Burns, same thing. Fuck all. He was coming off being Brent Burns. None of these guys had their leadership questioned and had their will questioned. You know, none of these guys were accused of like poaching their coach. Um, you might be able to do it. I just think it's the type of deal where, man, if we waited one year, it wouldn't have been so hard to move that fucking thing. It's the, you know, the worst time to sell. Okay, probably, well, that's right? you, you. You can't do the ifs though. But are you going to have six million, six years of dead money? Sorry, what are you asking me? If I've, what would the trade look like, or where's who wants them? I, a, a cadre. Are, are you? Well, I asked you first about what you you said you couldn't come into the end of the year with all those impending UFAs and you had to do something. Oh, you I had think to you, trade somebody. Your job is to gauge their value and in the summer, it, right? And as far as a cadre deal, yeah how how badly do you want him out? It'd be six years of dead cap, and this is a team that's always flirting with it as it is. I don't. I, I don't think that's the move. Um, Rhett's the guy trying to trade him. I don't think it's a deal that. You can yeah. stomach, you know, if someone asks you for 16 overall, you might do it, but that's, that could be a future pillar of your team. That's, that's crucial, crucial piece. They don't get to pick this high very often. So yeah, I'm not doing it, but look, the GM interviews that are happening, are these not the exact sort of like shell games they're playing with theoretical candidates? Like, Hey Craig, you've been here how many years, you know, these guys better than any other candidate. Who do we keep? Who do we extend? Who do we walk into free agency? And who do we sell high on? I feel like this is probably a big part of the exercise, isn't it? That's why, it's, honest to God, for me, it's trade as many as you can because I don't trust that it's going to be fixed by a new coach and a new GM. And I, don't, and I absolutely don't trust that in three or four years those contracts are going to be good. Yeah, your window is supposed to be and now. And so even if they have and so even if they come back and have a good season, you know there's going to be shit that comes. I, or well, we're going to go around in yeah. circles because oh, you get the young kids in there and they bring the energy and everything. It's more saves. Okay. Well, you said the other oh, day, we cap goes up this. Okay. We, we, just real quick, Dino, sorry. We talked about the other day. Yeah. We, we noted Barkov and Huberto separated. What happened? And you said, man, my best friend's not in the rink anymore. Like, there is, you can't tangibly tell me what it's worth, but it's a lot. I think it's the same fucking thing if you like going to work. And if that room was so miserable, yes. whether that's the players or the assistants or the head or whoever it is, but if that black cloud is gone, this team already got like wildly bad net minding when we didn't expect it. A way worse power play than you ever thought they could have had. Like there's, and they missed by, they have one more point than Florida. 
I understand it ain't perfect, but it's also not necessarily as dire as sometimes that we put it. The, the reason there's a coaching change is because that was a part of what held this team back. It wasn't everything. I expect there are gains from coming into an environment that I want to be at work today. I'm excited to be a pro hockey player today. I'm not going to get ratted out for something, like whatever it is. I, I think to, to what you yeah, talked about, I, about being with your friend, I think playing for a coach you like and or respect helps too. It does help. I don't think I, you said if there's a black cr- cloud, I think they got rid of some of the black cr- cloud. I've been led to believe that there's still part of it kicking around the dressing room. Yep. So I think there's more to it. I also have a bias on this whole organization because, and I recognize what happened with Bennett, Monahan, Kachuk, and Goudreau. That's your core four. That was, that's the Flames' core four. They're gone. They're gone. But my bias is I don't think this team has ever been run and set up to have a long-term success, right? They've never been built from from the base up. They've never had that solid base. Dustin Wolf, Wolf might be the base that you're talking about because he might win you enough games on his own merit. Mm-hmm. That it cut, but it's the same thing as when Kipper was here. Well, we had Kipper, so he covered up the warts and all the shit that was going on that was no good. It was never, it just has never had the stages that you maybe have to go through to put yourself in a position to be really good for a long time. Yeah. It's always a, okay, we're going to add a piece and maybe that'll be it. And, this, and I feel like if you just leave everything the same, they might make the playoffs le- next year. And yes, the but eventually you're going to get bit by that ten and a half and that seven million dollar contract that they have. Maybe there's no getting around that though, because they're committed to it. So it just it always to me it irks me because if well it irks me a lot because I said don't sign those guys to start with, which nobody needs to listen to me, but I wouldn't have signed them. So when I look at that, I go, if we didn't have that. This whole thing would be a different world. If those guys, if we hadn't signed Kadri and Huberto hadn't signed that big long-term contract, we wouldn't have that $7 million bucks in a 33-year-old centerman that didn't want to play in Calgary by some appearances. And we wouldn't have $10.5 million allotted to a guy that we're not sure is a 100-point player anymore. And you would have traded him for assets and you'd be looking at this whole organization differently because there's be almost 20 million bucks that isn't going to be on your cap next year. There's so no undo that, button. I, that I is the challenge, and, right? Yes. And, 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 that, and that bias influences my opinion on how to go forward. I didn't want those contracts to start with, so I look at them as such an albatross, and I'm like, ugh, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. Maybe you can't. We'll get out of here. Uh, we'll do Betway Bets uh, in a moment. I had a question, but you know what? I'll save it. We have uh, what looks to be uh, an entire offseason to talk about stuff, so we can uh, get to that. What do we know about Madro's Pub? Well, we know there's 20 beers on tap. We know that it's kid-friendly Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, that their food is off the charts. It's some of the best that you're going to find in a restaurant, let alone in a bar, pub, or grill. 15 Royal Vista Place, and we also know that they've got the hockey games on all the TVs with the sound up. And what do we got tonight? 
two Canadian teams, Toronto, Ooh. Florida, Vegas, Edmonton. I would think that uh, Mad Rose Pub just might be the place to be tonight. Go early, stay late, have a great time. That's right. A Mad Rose Pub up in Royal Oak. If you want to get the stuff, you know, the food brought in, madrose.pub is their website. You can do that. But why wouldn't you get to 15 Royal Vista Place and watch the games tonight? One menu item per period of hockey tonight. Oh, war wonton, baked and then fried wings, and then pizza, beers each period. I love the idea. I love the idea guy. It's like Chris Head's at. Yeah. Share, I've done that before. You don't have to do yeah. it all for yourself. Some things you can't share, but, you know, pizza you yeah. share. He's talking a good game right now. There's no sharing. When you get to, because I've been there with Rhett when you do this. Oh, we're just, instead of, it just appetizes it. Keep them going. It's like, oh, is that, uh, yeah, get your own. That's how that goes. Oh, there's no sharing. wasn't for the table. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Once you're inside the pub, the, uh, the rules change. Mad Rose Pub. A couple games tonight. Go and enjoy yourself. Betway bets, and then we will move on. So, yes, two games tonight. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Ryan, about betting overs and having great success. If you've been betting the overs, I am going to go with an over tonight. It's one of the pre-built bets on the Betway app. Bet, be responsible. Be 18, be 19 uh, in, in Ontario. The whole thing. Just bet the, bet the uh, responsible way. Total goals between the Leafs and the Panthers over six and a half and a point for Sasha Barkov. Almost even money. Feels like a lot. But it's all of a sudden, I think that they're catching on. There's there's not a lot of value in the the over five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get a Barkov point and go over six and a half in Toronto, Florida. And in a clinching scenario, a potential clinch... I think Matthew, who has been very good, will be very good again. Give me two points for Chucky, plus 115. All right, my bets. Hey, we hit that Jack Hughes first goal of the game, plus 700 yesterday. Uh, we're, we're following the Dallas mirror. That's what Edmonton is. It's a Dallas mirror. Dallas won by three last night. We're going to take the Oilers minus two and a half tonight. Big bounce back after a lethargic showing in game three at home, plus 210 there. And Toronto, Florida, let's take Toronto to get back in this thing. Minus one and a half. Pressure's off. Everyone's called them losers already anyway. It's just a matter of how many games they lose in. Plus 180. So the Leafs by two and the Oilers by three. All blowouts. That's all we've seen this fucking round. You're feeling it. It has been blowouts. Has been blowouts. 6-3, 6-1, 5-1, Nick Alberga. Uh, and you know what? Even if here's the thing, even if you're not a Leafs fan, it's a great show. As Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill, Leafs Morning Take on the Nation Network. Uh, give them a listen. Give them a watch. You won't. Uh, you won't regret it. Tomorrow on the program, we will uh, look back at that on the big Oiler and uh, Panthers wins, Leafs wins. Who does? Quite honestly, though, betting aside, I I I, I can't bet the Leafs in a win or lose scenario as you saw I'll take overs or whatever I just I, I can't figure the Leafs out you got Barkov and Do you got two points from Kachuk it looks five? like it looks like you think Florida's going on I think they force five but I mean fuck these this group does not deserve any faith in an elimination game no it's a it's done it's over done. finito says Rhett 
Yeah, I took Panthers the over in terms nice of goals rest. just because be scores have been through the roof. Anyway, I don't know about the Leafs goaltender. He looked good against the Flames, but um, it's not a. It doesn't feel like a really good spot for Toronto, to oh, be quite honest. Third stringer on the road, and I just had someone text me that was listening to the show. Where would Matthews go? Who's going to give him the money? Uh, Chicago's got some players in cap space all of a sudden, and that's lots of glitz and glam there. Do they? Is there glitz and glamour? You and tell me, Rex. To do as long as you don't roll your ankle on St. Patty's Day, it's a great place to be. I'm told. Hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful. Bad, bad, bad sidewalks. Terrible. All right, buddies, that's it from the Tower Chrysler Studios. Have a fine rest of your day. Back tomorrow. Oilers suck. We'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.